to you, EBO. Thanks, Tony. He is a writer, film producer, and so much more with Epoch Times. Kevin Stockland back on the live line. We're going to talk about 20 attorneys general trying to block the sale of ammunition to citizens that the military doesn't need anymore. Hi, Kevin. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Not bad. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Why do they care? What's the problem? They're just bullets. Yeah. Right. Well, what the state attorney generals are arguing, there's 20 of them, mostly from blue states. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a plant in Missouri. It's enormous. It occupies about uh, 4,000 acres and 395 buildings. And ever since 1940, they've been set up to manufacture ammunition for the U.S. military. And these attorney generals are asking the Biden administration to basically tell this plant if you're going to sell to the military, you cannot sell rounds to civilians anymore. Unfortunately, this plant uh, supplies about a third of all of the 5.56 ammo that is sold to the civilian market in the U.S., which, as uh, I'm sure your listeners know, is typically used for AR-15-style rifles. And so they want those sales to stop, and they say if the uh, federal government will cut off these sales to the civilian market, that will help to solve our problem of mass shootings. Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin with how dumb this is? Um, bullets don't kill people. Guns don't kill people. I talk about this all of the time. The ones in my house have never harmed a soul, ever, nor will they unless I need to. But gun groups have got to be laughing at this because of the inept and a lack of knowledge that these attorneys general have when it comes to even how safe and adequate firearms are for keeping the peace when they're in the hands of a good person. They don't understand. Do they feel like that that law-abiding citizens are going to buy these in bulk and then just hand them out to bad guys? What do they think is going to happen? There there are some flaws in their logic outside of that. So actually, uh, the history of this plant is that the military encouraged them to sell to civilians. And they did this because of war is kind of a boom and bust industry. Sometimes we're at war, sometimes we're at peace. And rather than have all these munitions plants, you know, let go all of their people and, and, and down, ramp down production during peacetime, the logic was if they sold to the civilian market, they could stay fully staffed, they could uh, keep their technology upgraded, and they could be prepared to, you know, supply when the demand uh, spikes during wartime. So it was the military's idea for them to do this initially. Um, the other logical flaw in this, they are calling uh, 556 um, munition, uh, military-grade munitions, but the military also uses, uh, it uses calibers like 9mm, 308, 30-odd-6, 12-gauge uh, for shotguns. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, all of these are used for hunting, they're used for self-defense, they're used for sport. Um, and so why is 556 military-grade and the others are not? Or maybe... The logic is none of these calibers should be available to the public. So uh, yeah. I reached out to the state attorney general of New York, who is sponsoring this movement, and I got no response on that. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. Um, what they're 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 trying to demonize the AR-15 like it's the devil's advocate running around on the streets causing mass shootings. How many do you know? I mean, I'm just going to ask. You can know or not know, but how many people actually use? AR-15s. Now, I hear the news say they had an AR-15 style weapon, but they don't know if it was one or not because they don't know what they look like. But how many AR-15s are actually used in these shootings? Well, 
So according to an organization called The Trace, which is uh, the data collection uh, site for for uh, gun violence, um, about 4% of all uh, gun homicides are committed with any kind of rifle. So this would be AR-15, this would be shot. So any kind of rifle, it's about 4%. So that is a strong minority of, of any gun deaths mm-hmm. are caused by that. So AR-15s are some subset of that. I don't know how much. Um, so, you know, it seems like uh, even if they are able to cut off this ammo supply to the civilian market, it probably won't do any good uh, or even make a, a tiny dent in, in gun violence in the United States. Yeah, but, but it would control the availability for people to get the ammo they need to go do war games or whatever they want to do, practice, shoot, go to those those uh, survivalist places where you have to go in the range and, and act like you're in, in active warfare, those types of things where where a lot of us like to go play. Sure. Well, you know, the AR-15 is currently the most popular firearm in the U.S. It's about 25% of all firearms sold currently. Um, You know, people like this rifle. Why? Well, you know, it's accurate. It's easy to shoot. It doesn't have a very strong recoil. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's great for hunting. People have used it very effectively for self-defense. Um, and it, it comes with magazines that can store, you know, typically or standards about 30 rounds. Um, you know, and this certainly could protect you not only, you know, uh, in your home, but if you're out hunting and you're attacked by wild boars or something like that, you know, in an emergency situation, people might need, you know, multiple rounds to defend themselves. So these are all reasons why the public loves this particular style of firearm, but they're exactly the same reasons why people on the left tend to hate this firearm, and they've made many attempts to ban it. Uh, the Supreme Court has shot those down. They feel like it's a, a, a firearm in common use and protected by the Second Amendment. So this is an effort to say, well, if we can't get the gun, let's get the ammunition. Yeah, they do the same thing to shut down coal plants and every other thing they don't like. They just make one one part of it unable for you to get, and that way it's obsolete. But I don't think they're going to win on this one. And I think that it's perfectly fine for the military to sell bullets to people who have guns that shoot them. Um, because most of these people I know are either in law enforcement, they are avid hunters, they are survivalists, they are people who aren't going to hurt a fly unless they are in some sort of situation where they need to. And you brought up a good point. You know, I might be a very, very good marksman when it comes to you know, going to the range and shooting at a target that's standing still or whatever the case may be. But if if somebody is coming at me or if it's wild boars or if it's a grizzly bear or if it's just a whole bunch of thugs coming at me some from somewhere, um, I'm going to need more than five bullets, you know, because I'm going to be freaking out. Yeah, uh, and, you know, the, the likely loser in all this will probably be the military if they succeed, and I'm not sure that they will. But, you know, uh, private companies will step up and supply the market. If there's demand and they can make a profit, you know, you'll see that. So you may see a shortage in the short term, but private companies will supply the civilian market. But the military will now lose the ability to have these plants at the ready at all times to supply them in times of war. And so uh, in the long term, you know, unless they come out with outright bans, I, I don't see this working to necessarily strangle the civilian market but it could have a negative effect on, on military supplies. But anyway, we'll see if the Biden administration goes along with this or not. I'm sure they would love to. 
but the military may have something to say about it. Well, I hope so, because the the last thing we need is to start making it so that if we do all of a sudden, because war doesn't sneak up on you, war breaks out, you know? So we need to have all of this stuff being made and at the ready at, at, at the blink of an eye. It could happen now. Yeah, and we are seeing in cases like Ukraine where, you know, we are seeing limits of our ammunition supplies as we supply the Ukrainians. We're seeing shortages in our own military. So it's not something that they should be taking lightly. Mm-mm. Ever. And, you know, especially if, it, if it's a munitions plant in Missouri, we want to keep those jobs. We need the economy pumping. You know, and another thing that I find interesting about this, if you look at the list of state attorneys generals, it's the usual suspects, of course. It's New York and California and Maryland. But you also see Arizona on this list um, and, and Vermont. Now, you know, we know Vermont is, is a pretty blue state, but they traditionally were pretty supportive of Second Amendment rights until recently. So it may signal for some of these states, like Arizona, um, that they, you know, either you have a rogue attorney general that doesn't want you to have uh, ammunition, or it may signal that there may be more, more gun control coming out of these states that traditionally have supported the Second Amendment. That's because they're are people moving to Arizona and places that were red from blue states and they're screwing up the places they're going to? That's why. You're you're definitely seeing that. And the other thing you're seeing is a major campaign from organizations like Soros' foundation to fund attorney general campaigns. And they are getting a lot of left-leaning attorney generals, even in red states. And now you're going to see the result of that. Yeah, I I highly doubt that would happen in Missouri. We're about as we're about as red as you can get when it comes to just your Second Amendment and any other thing that has to do with freedom. Um, our attorney general will will never bow to this, and I hope that we never have one that does. But where can people go to watch your um, should I call it a documentary or short film called We All Fall Down? Well, uh, so that is, uh, that's available on Amazon, uh, and that's uh, 2008. That's about the mortgage crisis. But the most recent one is called The Shadow State, and that's on the whole. There it is. Yeah, that, that's on the whole ESG industry. That just came out, um, and that is available at uh, com. It's free to all subscribers, and anyone else can go to theshadowstate.com, stream it, or you can buy a DVD. Okay. And tell people, somebody just said, what's an ESG market? Well, ESG is the uh, whole initiative that's come out of the UN uh, through the World Economic Forum, and it's a campaign to get private companies on board with the whole progressive agenda, whether that's uh, global warming, whether that's racial equity, whether that's abortion rights or gun control. It's a way to force companies to, to get involved in politics and come down on the side of the left. It's why we see the programming for sexualization of children going on by Disney. It's why we see the whole thing with Bud Light and Target. Um, you know, it's why companies are suddenly getting very political. And this lifts the hood, and it shows you how they are able to arm twist these companies, who's doing it, and how they're actually using your money uh, to to uh, force companies to get on board. Yeah, which breaks my heart because there are so many people who fought for this country who'd be rolling over in their grave if they saw what's going on right now. Um, and everybody, while you watch Kevin's productions, make sure you watch the movie Nefarious. It's not very active, but the narrative that goes back and forth is is amazing. And a lot of the things Kevin and I just talked about are explained pretty well in, in that movie as well. But 20 out of, I guess, 
50 attorneys general. You don't count our, our, um, our, um, like Puerto Rico or any, any of our like, territories. Um, they're asking for President Biden to block the sale of ammo from Lake City to civilians just because they happen to be the military supplier as well. We already have shortages. Ammo's already expensive. We don't need this to happen as well. Kevin, tell them one more time your website where they can go see everything that you do. Sure. So it's theepochtimes.com, E-P-O-C-H. And uh, my byline is Kevin Stockland. You can read my writing on this subject there. And please do and become a member because they put out stuff all the time. And every time I I read y'all, you kind of scare the crap out of me on some of the stuff that you put up there. But the truth's got to get out, even if it's scary. So I appreciate you, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye-bye.